The following program was previously recorded. We regret we'll be unable to accept your phone calls, but we invite you to participate during the next live broadcast of this program. The following is a CNY Talk Radio presentation. This is Taps Para Magazine Radio. Taps Para Magazine Radio. Here are your hosts, J.B. Johnson and Aaron Sagers. Welcome to our program, Taps Para Magazine Radio, your weekly broadcast into things unknown, brought to you by the Atlantic Paranormal Society, Taps Para Magazine, and the Leatherstocking Media Group, heard exclusively on the CNY Talk Radio Network. I'm JV, along with Aaron Sagers and Stacy Jones, as we continue our into our last hour of uh, tonight's program. And you know, I just have to take a step back and and thank uh, Matt for joining us for the last two hours and discussing the Eyes of the Mothman documentary and the story, and and just really a, a phenomenal tale. Yeah, and I again, I don't think people know how in depth the Mothman story is, and and we really just you know scratch the surface. There's so much more in that documentary, and, and most most people's only exposure to that story is the Richard Gere movie, if they have any exposure at all. Which short note, Richard Gere movie, weirdest product placement ever with the chapstick, chapstick. moment. I love that the <laughs> chapstick, and, and they actually made that chapstick moment scary. You were like. <gasps> You know? Well, nobody wants cracked lips when you're encountering, like, the Mothman. And, you know, pink eye's okay, but not chapped lips. I, that's right. Yeah. And, and, and just to bring this whole story uh, to contemporary uh, context, starting the sighting starting in 66, and as recently as the recent disasters in Japan, um, there were reports of sightings. So people, it's still on people's minds. Yeah, definitely. And um, And actually, you know what else is out there that we should talk about? Uh, I was looking at the headlines here, and Fenway Park. I was uh, I read up uh, from CBS News. It's sort of a humorous column by William Russo. He's uh, he works with CBS News and the BleacherReport.com. He sends out an open letter to uh, Jason Hawes and Grant Wilson, of course, from Ghost Hunters, and in addition to that, Zach Bagans and uh, Nick Groff from uh, Ghost Adventures, and. Um, He's saying, you guys need to come out to Fenway Park. You need to investigate Fenway Park. Uh, we got a lot of hauntings here, and, and actually Fenway is coming up on its uh, uh, 100th birthday, so this may be a good time to do it. And, um, you know, he, he actually admits, though, that the Ghost Hunters have sort of a slight edge over Ghost Adventures in this category because, well, they already investigated the uh, Cooperstown Hall of Fame. So. And, and I'll also mention that uh, most of the cast of Ghost Hunters are New Englanders. And, yeah. And they got to be Red Sox fans, I would imagine. Uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I say as a Yankees fan. <laughs> <laughs> but but in addition to that, uh, another story that I saw that came out of the ParanormalOldPueblo.com is that uh, there was uh, some UFO sightings caught last year in uh, Centerville, and um, that's out there. Uh, it turns out that the UFO sighting, a man has stepped forward saying, you know what, it wasn't a UFO that everybody saw. It, it was actually in, in Vancouver. He said, instead, it was my my kite, my LED kite that everybody saw out there. Um, and this is not the first time that a LED craft, uh, a kite or a plane, has been mistaken for UFOs. Um, and... Uh, he says he was just out there enjoying what he does. He's a hobbyist. He was just flying his kite. Go fly a kite, and it might be confused for a UFO. The thing I really like about this story, though, is that the uh, the news media 
followed up and uh, and said, okay, this is what it really was. Because a lot of times within the main, mainstream media, we get the report of paranormal or reported sighting, but then it's left there. Nobody ever follows up and says, oh, you know what? It was a kite or, uh, you know, it was a speck of dust uh, or that wasn't Michael Jackson's uh, ghost. That was a shadow, you know. Um, and I like I like this one because they followed up. Now, when you say LED cra- craft or kite, this is, is it just a kite with some LED Lights. lighting on it? I, I assume so. I, yeah. You know, JV, I do not have an LED kite. I uh, will by the end of the week. <laughs> I know. You, you will say, go fly a kite, and I'll say, I can do it at night now. <laughs> you know, I think with the LEDs, because they have such a different light to them as opposed to the you know traditional kind, I think people are looking at these and going, oh, this has got to be something that's you know out of this world. This is going to be really confusing when the aliens show up, or maybe they're already here, and they take up the hobby of flying kites with LEDs. And then we're LEDs. not going to believe it. I know. Yeah. Right. And it, you won't know what to say at that point. We've got a great hour lined up for you. Stacy Jones, of course, with us, and uh, we'll be taking some calls. We're going to talk about paranormal investigating and uh, some of those related topics. Uh, the telephone number for those of you who want to call in, 315 315- Four two one nine three two five. I will also mention, uh, as we go through this hour, we'll reference some of the emails that we've gotten the last week uh, from listeners, some questions, some comments. We'll bring some of those up. And if you've got one that you'd like to send along to us, uh, whether it's a question or a comment or you want to submit some ideas or evidence to us, it's radio at tapsparamag.com. Again, the email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. And I will also mention, if you've got interest in learning a little bit more about Taps Para Magazine, visit our website. It's www.tapsparamag.com. Tapsparamag.com. When we come back, we'll go to the phones. You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Now, more Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Welcome back to the program. JV here, Aaron Sagers, Stacy Jones, as we uh, continue our venture into things unknown. We're going to spend the next hour talking ghosts and paranormal investigations, and uh, we do invite you to, to call. 315-421-9325 is our telephone number. And again, I'll mention the email address, radio at tapsparamag.com. First thing we'll do is we'll go to uh, we'll go to an email question. Um, Stacy, I'm just going to ask the question. You can answer it however you want. This okay. is from <laughs> this is from Robert. The question is: Can dogs see ghosts? You know, some of the theories out there is that uh, animals can sense ghosts. You know, cats, dogs can sense ghosts. Uh, sometimes even children can sense them before adults can. And um, you know, scientifically, I don't think it's ever been you know proven that it has. But what I find is is, is it kind of coincides with the stuff that people are reporting that it goes on in their house. That, you know, they'll report that they'll hear strange noises and the dog won't go upstairs or it, you know, it won't go past a certain point that they kind of see things and will follow it even though they don't see, you know, the, the owners don't see anything with the naked eye. So, I, you know, I really, I really think there might be something to that. Every dog breed, no, I'm not buying that. Well, you know, Stacy and, and JV, I was talking to my dog the other day, and she said, yes, I totally see ghosts. <laughs> I mean, that, therein lies the problem, is that getting a dog to uh, be Verbalize. solid right, evidence, right, you know, right. is... Because uh, you can bet that as soon as my dog's going to respond to that question, I- I'm going on Oprah with her, or maybe Ellen, because Oprah's going off the air soon. So. I, I've got two comments related to the topic of the question. Uh, first of all, um, the... Um, 
upcoming episodes uh, of Ghost Hunters. We'll be featuring a canine investigator, mm-hmm. which uh, we'll see what, what results that yields. But the other thing is that I know in several instances or many cases, a dog responding to something in the environment has been cause for the suspicion of paranormal activity when it could have been a mouse. It could have been, right. you know, dogs will respond to those things as well. And to use that as your sole source of, of, uh, of evidence of something going on is probably not the best approach absolutely but you do get those people that will call up and you know my cat will follow this around the house and it goes on forever and it's like got to give me more than that yeah 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 but uh, add to that though your cat you... talks to you too now, oh huh? yeah yeah okay. <laughs> we're a very chatty family <laughs> um but you know add to that is like if you've ever been home alone or in, in your your dog or whatever your cat starts looking in that corner and you don't see anything there and just is obsessed with something that that you can't see in that corner. It does sort of make you think, you know. Maybe they hear a mouse behind the wall, or you know, maybe they're they are seeing maybe. something. Let's go to the phone lines. We're going to be joined by April from Bolton. April, welcome yeah. to the program. Thank you. Do you have a question for us? I do. Um, I'm relatively new to ghost hunting. I'm not really sure where to look, but I don't want to spend a ton of money on like a digital camera, and I'm not really sure, you know, are there certain features or settings that are best when I'm looking for a digital camera? Great great question. Stacy. what do you recommend? Well, I, I, I say this to everybody that starts out ghost hunting. You know what? Don't put a lot of money into something you don't know if you're going to stick with. So I suggest to people just starting out, you know what, go to eBay. You know, spend 30, 40 bucks for a camera. Uh, you know, probably five megapixels or better would be, you know, the way to go, but don't spend that lot of money unless it's something that you want to invest and, in, you know, keep and use for your family. And, you know, that that would be best. But, you know, I, I think it's kind of ridiculous to go out and spend, you know, a lot of money for a camera that just may sit in a, in a closet or a drawer afterwards because you kind of lost that interest. Now, I'll, I'll follow up to April's question here. Uh, one of the one of the features of a camera that that is questionable in my mind, I'm not saying it's questionable whether it's valuable, but should you be looking at it is uh, the night vision stuff that that part of of. Is not necessarily standard on most cameras. I, you know, I, I've I've seen some pretty compelling pictures off the night vision, you know, cameras. I mean, I, I really have, but you know, it, that's only one part of the spectrum that we watch. And I'm saying, go really, really cheap. Yeah. You know, start it out cheap, get that digital camera, and see what you go from there. And if you, you know, you find that's your thing, spend a little more money and get a better camera. April, have you used a regular uh, digital camera for any investigating up to this point? Um, I have, but I'm not. I think it's only like 3.1 megapixels, so I don't mm-hmm. think I'm getting as good a quality, or maybe I'm not have you, have you, them in the Have right you gotten any stuff. evidence from, from those photos that, that has uh, compelled you to think that you're getting something, at least, from those photos? Um, no. I mean, it would pretty much be something I'd have to have somebody who knows what they're looking for a look at, because I, I don't think it's anything. I mean, there's nothing obvious. I mean, I, it could be, you know shutter speed or something that is wrong i don't think it's anything obvious so no i'm just wondering if a better quality camera is going to help you know i would go probably five or six and like i said they're cheap on ebay and you know what if they break so what you didn't spend a lot of money for them right oh that's great the thing i'm intrigued about stacy is uh you know i know i have an iphone 4 and that camera on that is actually better than a lot of point-and-shoot cameras. I've right. seen, have you seen anything come out of like a cell phone camera, or, or do you think that that is going to have applications in the field? Um, well, we did get one picture that a woman had sent from New York that she said her husband had taken on the subway. And, you know, very clearly it was taken with an iPhone, and there is this little girl that's sitting there in Victorian clothes. 
And I started laughing because that was one of the applications that's on the iPhone where you can place that ghost where you want. Hey, April, let me ask you another question. Uh, What what interested you in uh, getting into paranormal investigating? Um, Well, you know, I think it's one of those things everybody kind of questions what if. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and if something is out there, you know, why aren't we able to interact with it, you know, or catch it on video, or, you know, why is it so difficult to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure that it exists. I just want to know, yes or no, whether it doesn't. That's what I'm looking for. Now, what, what's your short list of places that you'd like to go investigate? Oh, my favorite place is Gettysburg. Oh, really? Have you been? Oh, yeah. Have you been? Yes, yeah. several times. We've heard a lot. That's a recurring uh, a comment and theme over the last few programs, a lot of talk about Gettysburg. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. You know, I mean, it's just one of those places... You never know what's going to happen. Right. Well, thanks for the call, April. Appreciate you calling the program. Thanks Thanks for the information. Bye-bye. So, you know, a camera is just one of the equipment. Now, now do you recommend, Stacey, that um, people use a video camera and use the still function on the video camera as an option, or should they really differentiate between their video camera and a a still camera? Um, I I like easier better because... You know, you find the more camera or the more equipment that you have, that's less time that you have to observe your surroundings. So, you know, I I, kind of ask people to kind of stick with one, two or three things and kind of stick with those at best because we've got one guy that just literally has, you know, every piece of equipment you could ever imagine. And he's constantly and his face is in the monitor and he's not getting anything that's going on around him. So I think the personal experience is so important. All right, so Stacy, your uh, paranormal investigation on a uh, deserted island. Um, uh, <laughs> hypothetical <laughs> question here. You can only bring one piece of equipment. Is it going to be a, a camera? Is it going to be your audio recorder? What is the thing you're taking with you? Or do you have the Professor Build Coconut phones? Oh, that's oh, good, yeah. A, yeah. a coconut thermal imaging device. How there about that? There we go. That would be great. Um, I, I definitely would not be a camera because I would not want to see, you know, see what I look like or take that image just to go, <laughs> oh, wow, really? No, I, I think it would have to be a, a digital voice recorder because to me, it's just the EVP is so compelling. And I, I the one thing that I would like is is if we are not talking to spirits, I would like somebody to tell me who we are talking to then. You know, you get the skeptics out there that that say, oh, you know, we're just absolutely making uh, sentences out of white noise. And I disagree with that 100 percent. And those skeptics are the ones that turn around and say, you know, this is nothing. There's nothing to this. And I disagree because this has been going on since the recording devices have been made. Yeah, well, a a couple weeks ago, you were playing some uh, EVP examples for us. And I've seen a lot of photos. And I think, "Eh, I don't know if I see what people are saying there that's in this image. But, man, when you played uh, a couple EVP from Rolling Hills, I was blown away. I was like, wow. So yeah. that to, that it convinces me a lot more than, than, you know, certain grainy photos. Absolutely. You know, and you've got, you've got explanations for pictures. You've got explanations for videos. You know, there could be something that's going on to cause that anomaly. With an EVP where they tell you things specifically, I want an explanation. Yeah. Stacey, let's go to our, our emailed questions. This one's actually a little bit uh, troubling, and, and let's see if we can help Melissa out. Melissa says, I need some help here. My parents' house that they've been in for 20 years um, has had a continually uh, active situation, a lot of things unexplained. It's gotten to the point where her mother is feeling sick, nauseated. She's getting scratches on her body, feels at some point something took her head and or took over her and, and was forcing her to do things against her will. She heard voices to kill her son. 
Um, she actually grabbed the son by the neck and couldn't control what she was doing. And she heard the voices say, kill, kill, kill. And then she saw a face while this was going on. And Melissa says, this isn't a joke. She's very scared for her family. Can you give her some advice? And this is a pretty simple thing to advise. I, th- I would say there's only one pl- thing you can do at this point. Um, yeah, it, it also depends on how, uh, you know, the people that, that call or write in are, are willing to accept that they have to do things. There is no quick fix for this. There, there isn't anybody that's got the proton pack or the paranormal spray make this go away because this has really got to come from them. And the first thing they've got to do is they've got to get themselves into into their church that they're comfortable with. And they need to get in touch with their minister, and they need to have counseling from this minister, not just the mother, but the whole entire family has to go in and get this counseling. There's, there is no easy fix for this. And the bottom line here is you don't mess around with this. Absolutely. You really can't Absolutely. mess around, especially if there's their lives being threatened. Right. I mean, that's just not something you fool with. Right. You know, if I got cases in like this, that's the first thing I would tell them is, you know, go see your minister and, and get help that way. But if, if they don't have that capability, we do have five or six ministers in our group and priests that will come in, and they will help the families if it's an absolutely necessary thing to do. Let's take a, another email. Let's take another email question here, and this is a little lighter than the last one. Uh, Judy's asking uh, why ghost hunters gen- generally work in the dark. Um, I, I Very simple answer, because most of us work during the day. Um, you know, we, we, we tend to get together when we're all on our downtime, and unfortunately that is at night. And another reason why we do it is the din of the day, the noise, the, the mayhem of the day. Well, it's it's also of a lot of, a lot of, a lot of evidence relates to uh, light energy. Right. And obviously it's easier to perceive that in a dark surrounding. Right. Let's, let's uh, quickly go to our phone lines before we have to go, go to our break. We're going to talk to Rob from Clay. Rob, thanks for calling the program. Yeah, how are you doing today? We're well, really well, thank you. Do you have a question? Yeah, I got a uh, question for Stacy. Um, in the show A Haunting Corning, could she uh, elaborate a little bit more of what happened there? Uh, yeah, what he's referring to is Discovery Channel's A Haunting. Um, we investigated a private home, and um, basically the gentleman was saying that there was a lot of activity that was going on in the house. One of the prominent things that he was seeing was the apparition of a little boy that would show up, uh, you know, just kind of randomly through the house. And the one thing I found was funny was is that he would watch cartoons at night, the, you know, the owner of the house, and he would turn the TV off to go to bed. And when he turned that TV off, that cartoon network, the apparition of the little boy would show up in front of the TV and kind of turn over his shoulder and look at him. So he would leave the TV on, and he would kind of crawl over the back of the couch. And as he's walking up the stairs, he says to the little boy apparition, make sure you turn the TV off when you're done. And he would go upstairs, and he'd lay in bed. And sure enough, at about 11.54, the TV would go off by itself. And this happened several times. The one thing that upset him more, the owner of the house, is that the fact that he didn't think it was age-appropriate for this little boy to be watching Family Guy. and was really (laughs) upset by this. But uh, we went in to investigate, and uh, we went we went there Katrina weekend. But what was interesting was is that we had a lot of people that were coming of seeing the same apparition outside the house, to the point that there was three or four people that had seen this apparition, but the the, the others didn't know they saw it. And about one twenty in the morning, we actually were able to to take a picture of this apparition. Does that answer your question, Rob? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the call.
You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Our telephone number, 315-421-9325. If you want to email a question or some information or a comment, it's radio at tapsparamag.com. That's radio at tapsparamag.com. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more phone calls, more discussion with Stacy Jones. You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. This is Taps Para Magazine Radio. Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. I'm JV along with Aaron Sagers and Stacy Jones as we continue our program, Taps Para Magazine Radio. Our telephone number, 315-421-9325. Our email address, radio at tapsparamag.com. Don't forget, if you're interested in learning more about Taps Para Magazine, visit that website at www.tapsparamag.com. Com. We're going to continue with questions. Actually, we, we'll go right to the phones. We've got um, Jamie from Ithaca calling in. Uh, Jamie, you have a question for us? Hi. Um, I was just wondering if there were any local universities that are conducting paranormal studies. You know, uh, I heard Syracuse University for quite a long time had uh, were, were taking stories and, uh, you know, for like anthropolo- uh, anthropology reasons, I can't say it like you do, Aaron, you say it's so much better. <laughs> um, they were catalog- cataloging these. Um, that went on for a long time, and I don't know if they're still doing it or not. Um, I don't know of any college out there that has a parapsychology, you know, study, but Ithaca College, uh, interestingly enough, uh, has started offering a few classes on the paranormal. Yeah, and I believe it was what JFK University. Yeah, uh, out in California, but I, I don't. To. They used to. I don't think they do anymore. Yeah, historically, um, Duke it, Duke it, was another one that yeah. stopped doing the program too. And and British universities used to yes. have a lot of uh, parapsychology courses, but you know, not so much anymore. No, I mean you're talking, you know, the mid '70s. It was rampant. Uh, there was just most most universities offered something. I, and, Oh, go on. You know, like like Ghost uh, Ghostbusters when that when the show it, it kind of reflected the time during that movie of 1983 where they came back and they were taking their equipment out. It was kind of reflecting the time when parapsychology was just kind of given a bad rap and everything was shut down. Every so often, though, I will hear about a community college that uh, will ho- host a ghost hunting 101 right, right. Um, class or seminar. I don't know how they grade that. If if uh, it's actually a- non credit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's non-credit. They just kind of offer it as a community thing because I've got a, I asked a couple times to do it and like, I kind of shy away from it. Yeah. The final exam is like produce your ghost. <laughs> Jamie, do you have any exper- million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> do you have any experience with uh, universities offering any of these uh, types of courses? No, not really. No, I, just I haven't heard of any. Um, I know of some researchers that um, work at Cornell. Um, one who's retired that has conducted at you know has. Um, done experiments and mm-hmm. stuff and, and, you know, entire courses of research, but not actually offered a course that I know of. Are you a paranormal investigator yourself? Yes. And uh, have you been doing this for a while? Is this something that, um, that you're, you've been into for a while? My interest in it has been, you know, um, pretty long. It's mm-hmm. I've, ever since I was, you know, in my early 20s and was able to get out without my parents knowing about it. <laughs> Sneaking out for a real different reason. And Jamie, would you attend a school that was that was giving a, a parapsychology or ghost hunting course? No, no, depends on the repu- you know, reputation, reputability. Maybe um, Jamie should be teaching one. I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. so, hey, Jamie, thanks for the call. We appreciate you listening <laughs> to the program. You. Thanks, Jamie. 
So, um, you know, there's again, this is one of the things we've seen as as we discussed earlier, as paranormal comes out of the closet or, or becomes a dinner room or dining room table or kitchen table talk versus, uh, you know, back room talk. These types of things become more and more of an option. Yeah. And I think the history of the of paranormal studies is a fascinating academic territory. You know, the, the fact that there have been so many noteworthy and reputable and and uh, disreputable people that have that have uh, you know studied this stuff, you could talk about that. But I personally, I don't know how I would feel if if you know uh, NYU st- you know started a a this is how to ghost hunt class because right. I think it would it might it might take away from right. the the reputation of of the university. I I kind of personally think that when that drop in the mid nineteen seventies just dropped, I think Amityville Horror had a lot to do with that because. You know, before then, it was something that the university studied. You know, it, even as as much as hauntings, it was so uh, chaotic they couldn't do a very good study. But it still belonged to the universities. When Amityville Horror took off, it was like the media owned it at that point, and the universities threw their hands up and said, "It's not reputable anymore, so we're going to drop everything." And that's when the media kind of took it over. And you know, if you see the kind of the progression of it, that's it kind of follows that pattern. Yeah, and and sort of the the unfortunate fallout of that is. People don't always spend the time to read up on uh, the the actual facts connected to the paranormal. The the researchers, the, the people that have really done done work in it, whether you believe in it or not, right. there have been people studying this. Right. Um, and you know that right there is academic territory. Right. You know there was a lot of studies on uh, telekinesis, mostly you know ghosts and hauntings. There really couldn't and, and aliens, just because you know once again it was so chaotic. But, you know, stuff that they could put into a laboratory, they put a lot of study and a lot of money into it, and just, boom, it was gone. Yeah. Let's go to our emailed questions. We've got a question from a question from Frida. Frida says that she was scratched twice by something paranormal, and can you explain how this type of thing can happen? Uh, any case that there's any kind of a physical contact, especially something in that nature, is something that I always refer out to clergy. Uh, you know, I think... That's just way beyond what my capabilities are, and that's for the clergy to take care of. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of a dangerous situation to go into something that, you know, you know, I, if I'm going to get touched or my group's going to get touched, I'm not going not gonna to even go there. Something you avoid. Just Absolutely. Not, not messing you with know, it. If I don't know enough about it or be able to help them, then that's referred out. You're listening to Taps Para Magazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. I'm J.V. Johnson, along with Aaron Sagers and Stacy Jones. We continue our discussions regarding uh, ghost hunting this particular hour, paranormal investigating. Our, no- our telephone number, 315-421-9325. The email address is radio at tapsparamag.com. I've got another question here. This is uh, specific to ghost hunters. Jeff says that he really enjoys ghost hunters, but he's noticed there's a lot of change in the c- cast recently. Um, he said he's really grown to like them. Some come, some go. Steve was gone for a while. Tango was gone for a while. What gives? Well, uh, you know, sometimes it's just it's pure scheduling. I know that uh, Steve and Tango, they were off filming uh, Ghost Hunters Academy. So when they were doing that, you know, they, they couldn't also be investigating with the home team on Ghost Hunters. Or, you know, like Britt Griffith uh, was investigating with uh, Ghost Hunters International for a little bit. 
and then has now come back to Ghost Hunters. So sometimes it's scheduling. And, you know, the other thing is that everybody involved in the show, they have families, and, you know, a lot of them have day jobs. So, you know, they go back to that and then, uh, you know, come come in and out. So I, it's pretty practical. I, I don't think really viewers understand, too, is to, to film a show is, is very, very time-consuming. And to do two shows, I think, would almost be impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, it, it, it's a real time demand. All right, well, let's go to our phones now. We've got uh, Pam calling from Baldwinsville. Pam, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? We're well, really well, thanks. How are you doing? Good, really good. you have a question for us? Yes, I do. Um, I really want to know what Stacy and Aaron's most frightening experience has been in, in the paranormal. Oh, Aaron, you're going first on this My one. My most frightening experience in the paranormal. Um, I don't, you know, I... I actually don't get all that that frightened, um, so I I'm easily startled. I will say that um, okay. for everybody out there, uh, if something jumps out at me, I will jump, and there might be a scream that is somewhat reminiscent of a little girl. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it could happen, but um, I've, heard, I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard it. He's he's not exaggerating. <laughs> but I know I Eastern State Penitentiary. I, I had something cool and unexplained happen there. Um, and I still can't explain it, but I know that when it happened, right away, I, I jump, and then I jump back, and then I jump right back and in that room. Pokey, I, I do, and I turn myself around, and but it's like, you know, I get startled, but I go right back in there because I'm so intrigued and fascinated. And I guess I'm just lucky because I haven't really been frightened. How about you, Stacey? Uh, I, I think mine's got to be Gettysburg, uh, going to Saks Bridge one night. John Zaffis was there, just a whole bunch of people were there, and... Uh, we basically got surrounded and, you know, I I wasn't saying anything to the group because I just didn't want to say, oh, you know, I'm I'm hearing this and didn't want to sound like that crazy person and come to find out they were experiencing it too. And they, we got the feeling that we were surrounded and something came up right behind us and just went, well, let me tell you something. You have never seen so many middle-aged fat women run for their cars (laughs) like you did that night. And we all got in the car. We're driving away, and we're in the car going, we're just a big, bad ghost hunters who have to run from ghosts. And I was like, we're never going back. We're never going back. And we went back, and, you know. And, and Pam, I've got to say that um, mm-hmm. mine actually, and, and the reason I even bring it up is because it happened at Rolling Hills. And we've had uh, ro- discussions about Rolling Hills in previous programs, and we had Sharon Coyle on uh, a show or two ago okay. talking about uh, Rolling Hills. But I was sitting in the middle of that Christmas room at Rolling Hills by myself, at my first investigation, when I saw a shadow f- of a small child approach me, stop in front of me, and just sit there, I was by myself, and I had never felt more uncomfortable in my life. And after I left the room, I realized how foolish that was. But at the time, that's that was my reaction. And I just needed yeah. to find other people. I needed to be near other people. And it was quite frightening. Well, it's safety in numbers, too. And, and yeah. that's, that's something that... You know, one of the the ground rules of investigating is it's good to have somebody else there to corroborate, you know, your experience. That and clean up after you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it it is funny, though. You mentioned growling in John's office, and I remember at one point at at, uh, (laughs) a— Growling in John's office. I was at Fort Mifflin, and I was doing some work, and I was on the phone, and, um, you know, John's office walks in the room that I'm in, and over the phone— I suddenly start hearing what sounds like uh, a very uh, deep voice from a, a heavy metal band, lots of growling coming over the phone. And I was like, 
holy poop. Like, you know, I'm like, what is that? And and I, I tell John, I'm like, John Zaffis, who is a religious demonologist, for those of you that don't know, he says to me, oh, yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, not to me, it doesn't. Pam, anything, uh, any frightening experience you want to share with us? See, I'm just new, just getting intrigued by the paranormal, so I just wanted to hear your story. So right. I very much look forward to meeting you guys. Well, terrific. We, we, appreciate, we appreciate the phone call, and thanks for listening. All right, thank you. Thank you. So, so, Pam, you know, she was looking to hear about frightening stories, and those stories are pretty abundant in this field. Yeah. You know, but it, what kind of bothers me is you have people that join the groups because they want those frightening experiences, and mm-hmm. that's not the reason to join right, a group. Right, yeah, Because that, you're going to get what you ask for. That shouldn't be the motivation. Right. But it certainly could be an outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. You're listening to TAPS Paramagazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. Our email address, if you want to email us a question or a comment uh, for use in future shows, please do so. It's radio at tapsparamag.com. Aaron, uh, you've got a website, too, that uh, you invite listeners to check out. I certainly do. Thanks, JV. It is paranormalpopculture.com. And right over there at uh, ppc.com, we we explore the entertainment website. Of the unexplained, the the cross section of the paranormal world and the mainstream entertainment world. So head on over there, check out some interviews, and uh, and and send me a note, leave me a comment while you're over there too. And not Did to be left out, Stacy. I know you've got a website and you've got a group that has a website. Yeah, yep. Yeah. The name of the group is Central New York Ghost Hunters, and you can visit our website at got ghosts like got milk got ghosts dot com. I mean, dot org. Got ghosts dot org dot org. Aaron, didn't you do an article for Playboy recently? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a couple weeks back. I just for the mainstream, I did a breakdown of what you should know about the paranormal. Very um, cool. stuff you should know, I believe is what they call it. And uh, yeah, thanks for for giving me a shout out on that. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun to do. As tonight's program winds down, be sure to tune in uh, in subsequent weeks. We will have some exciting guests joining us talking about all things paranormal. We'll take a break, come back, wrap things up. You're listening to Taps Paramagazine Radio on CNY Talk Radio. CNY Talk Radio. Taps Taps Paramagazine Radio. Thanks for joining us. I'm JV, and I know you're familiar with Sci-Fi Channel's Ghost Hunters on Wednesday nights. Jason, Grant, Steve, the rest of the Taps gang take you on their weekly excursions into the paranormal. Well, don't let the mystery end end there. Taps also publishes a bi-monthly magazine, picks up where the show leaves off. Taps Para Magazine, that's para as in paranormal, magazine. In addition to expanded coverage of the Ghost Hunters and Taps, Taps Para Magazine offers in-depth insight into other paranormal subjects such as UFOs, cryptozoology, parapsychology, and much more, just like we do on the program here. Well, join us every issue for more investigations, interviews with your favorite paranormal experts, tricks and tips on paranormal investigating, and much, much more. Subscribe today by visiting the website at www.tapsparamag.com. That's tapsparamag.com. And you know, if you're a subscriber of tapsparamagazine.com, you would know that right now, in the current issue, the March-April issue, uh, right on the cover is the cast of Sci-Fi Channel's Being Human, and we have an interview with the entire cast in those pages. In addition to that, we have interviews with Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, Bill Murphy from Fact or Faked, The Paranormal Files, 
And uh, we also have Tech Talk with Paul Bradford and photos from behind the scenes uh, of all your favorite ghost hunters. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like just the content that we have in the Paramagazine is always growing. And um, you should be able to pick up an issue or and subscribe. So... Get out there and check that out. And one of the things that we do feature in the magazine is the opportunity for people to submit photos, submit um, uh, evidence to be looked at by some of the Ghost Hunters cast and crew. And um, that's a, it's, it's a nice feature because not only is it informative, but it gives people an opportunity to answer questions they might have along the way. Yeah, because we think it's really important for readers and listeners out there to be part of the experience. You know, it's the paranormal community, and you are part of the community. So... Send that stuff in, pick up the issue, and uh, send in your evidence, send in your photos, and um, interact with us. Well, we've had a caller on hold for quite a while, and I don't want to leave Lori from Geneva hanging because we are in our last segment. We only have a few minutes left. But, Lori, welcome to the program. How are you? Good. I'm well. Thank you. How are you? We're doing very well. Appreciate the phone call. Appreciate you listening. Do you have a question? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I'd like to know, do you ever get EVPs from poltergeist activity or... or um I think I know that they're a little bit different than hauntings. Mm-hmm. Stacy, um, you know, I I really hate the term poltergeist because it's such a term that's been you know dragged since the 1300s. Basically, I really honestly don't think that just because it's a poltergeist necessarily means that it has you know something to it, like you know a, a prepubescent uh, child or whatever. Um, uh-huh. I really think that it is a type of haunting, and what you're really basically talking about is energy, and we have gotten EVP from them. So, you know, I don't think it's, you know, necessarily all about the telekinesis like it's been written. I really think that, you know, there is there is something supernatural going on, and, and, and you know, as far as, like, hauntings, too. Okay. All right. Thank have you. you. Have you encountered anything like that yourself? No, not myself, but um, friends of mine have. And, they, and they've, they've gotten some uh, voice phenomena in, in a oh. poltergeist situation or not? gotten to the point where they don't know if it's a poltergeist or if it's a ghost. Oh, so they're trying to make that distinction. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that can be a, that can be a difficult situation for sure. Right, right, because it can be mostly, it, you know, some of it can mimic the thing, so just trying to find out which, which one it is. Right. I'm well, not, I'm not going to lie. If I, if I see a lamp just floating across the room, I'm done doing this. <laughs> really, honestly, I, I, that's something I'm just not going to be able to handle. Yeah, exactly. Lori, thanks for the phone call. We appreciate you listening. Thank you. I will remind you that the uh, telephone number is 315-421-9325. We, don't, we won't have co- time for any more callers today. Uh, but uh, future programs, we are going to have more segments like this where we'll take your calls. If you've got an email question or comment, it's radio at tapsparamag.com. Aaron, what do we have to look forward to uh, in the magazine down the road? Uh, well, you know, we're working on the May-June issue right now, and um you know, I, I will tell you that uh, the, the big news is we've got an interview with uh, Mike Mignola. The name might not sound familiar. However, you know his creation, Hellboy. Uh, so we're going to have the creator of Hellboy and some other paranormal comic book characters in there. And, uh, you know, in addition to that, I'm really excited about some of the investigative tips that are, that are coming out down the road. Uh, you know, going to be talking about your health and the paranormal and, and how to stay healthy while you're out there investigating. 
Uh, and uh, our own Amy Bruni from Ghost Hunters, she's going to chime in and tell us a little bit about the, the music she likes to listen to when she's investigating or when she's uh, right after an investigation. So that and then a lot more that, uh, I don't know, you guys are going to have to look out for the magazine and subscribe and pick it up. So Amy's going to share her how to unwind after a long day at the ghost hunt. <laughs> a long day at the her ghost hunt, tape. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> her ghost mixtape. Stacy, what's coming up for you in the uh, um, coming weeks? Uh, I've got uh, Through the Veil event in uh, June and... Mm-hmm. Uh, just got back from Gettysburg, and that was a good good time. Really had a good time there. Mm-hmm. Well, Gettys- so, Gettysburg's a great town, and yes. Phenomenology is a great event. Um, and with Through the Veil, that's where is that being held? Uh, that's being held in Atlanta, and James Redfield's going to be there, and uh, just, you know, Aaron's going to be there, I'm going to be there. It's going to be a whole list of people, but what's really great about this event is, is it's metaphysical and it's paranormal, too, put together. Mm-hmm. And I will be at the Stanley Hotel in May uh, with Beyond Reality events. That means Amy Bruni, Adam Berry, Britt Griffith, um, Ben Hansen, and Bill Murphy from Factor Faked. And um, also, uh, you can catch me at Mansfield uh, Reformatory with the Ghost Adventures crew. That means Zach Bagans and uh, Aaron Goodwin and... Uh, couple other uh, chip coffee might be there a lot of other uh, celebrities are going to be there and i will be there as well so you guys uh, pop in and say hi to me when, when you're is at that? these events when is that going on that is the middle of april Very and nice. i do not remember the exact date Very right now nice. however go to darknessevents.com and you can check out the uh, the schedule for that well thanks aaron thanks stacy of course we'll be back with you next week thanks for joining us you've been listening to taps para magazine radio your weekly broadcast into things unknown brought to you by the atlantic paranormal society taps para magazine and the leatherstocking media group heard exclusively on the cny talk radio network we'd like to thank our producer mike de simone and our engineer matt bunker for helping us make another produce another stellar program and remember, we do accept emails while we're not on air. It's radio at tapsparamag.com. Thanks for joining us. J.V. Johnson here saying so long. Keep things safe. <laughs>